Hello, everybody. Live from my fancy hotel room in New Orleans. It's the Ozone. I'm Omar Miller. I'm your host. I'm here with my brother, Terry Miller, also known as the Icons, Astros expert extraordinaire. How are you feeling uh, the morning after? Well, I feel used. <laughs> you should, because I told you what was going to happen, and it ended up happening. So, no, you didn't. You didn't tell me what was going to happen. You told me what was going to happen with the Dodgers, and it didn't happen. Dodgers didn't no, make it. I, and then I told you that I favored the Braves. Uh, yeah, I did, late. Did, did. What are you talking about? You can go back. I got the tape. I favored the Braves. You tried to go position by position and stuck with your Astros, which was because yeah, cool, you're not a punk like most people nowadays. But at the same time, they did not have what they needed. And even which was George Springer, they, which <laughs> was George Springer, which was more pitching. And, you know, they put their eggs in the basket of this bizarre style of play and they paid for it. Now, I think well, I think series, that. The series got evened out, in my opinion, when Charlie Morton got hurt, but they had already snuck that first game, and that was a big deal. But then, to me, much more importantly, like most good fights, series, games, whatever it is, it was about adjustments. And the Astros were never able to make the adjustments that stuck to get them to four wins. I don't even think that it was uh, them being able to make an adjustment. They didn't have the tools that they needed to make the adjustment. First and foremost, nobody's talking about the elephant in the stadium, which is not there, who is George Springer. The Astros did not want to pay him, and it you can tell how it just changed their whole dynamic, their whole team. Also, although they won a lot of games during the year, you can it see they swagger. Yeah, well, and it changed what, what he's about and what their team is about, which is playing hard-nosed baseball and then also him having pop. They had two home runs the whole series. Jose Altuve, Jose Altuve in the leadoff spot. And exactly. actually, I think with Jose Altuve being such a high-end hitter, potential and former uh, batting champion, you don't need that dude in the leadoff spot. You actually need that guy in the three-hole to get up with people on base. Yes. And, and I would actually show you he's a premier guy in the leadoff spot. Exactly. The best one in the business right now, but you didn't pay him and you wanted to go. I felt like more so. Than anything that it's a it was a it was a game it was a battle and the World Series goes to the analytic departments of both teams. So interesting. The the the, the Atlanta Braves out analytic the Houston Nationals analytic department. So kudos to them for all. I really don't like the way that the game is going now. I really wasn't hurt by them losing like that because both of the teams did so many things wrong. I think they did Let's more things wrong than they did right. Baseball. So, so the so the Braves win the series four to two. We see some incredible pop from the Braves, which leans itself more into today's version of the game of the three true outcomes. We see home runs, strikeouts, and walks. Now, one of the things that I talked about on our last pod was how the Braves were willing to hit against the shift. They showed you that against the Dodgers. I didn't necessarily see it so much against the Brewers, but in the five-game series, things are a little bit different. Freddie Freeman actually went dead center with that huge bomb that realistically, when you go back and you look at it all, you can see that that bomb told the story of what was to come. And right. I don't think enough is being said about Freddie Freeman in general in his role as leader on the team, even in this particular run, because he wasn't I felt like they said a lot about him. I well, felt like they said a lot about him and I and they were looking for every excuse in the book to give him the MVP. But <laughs> you couldn't you couldn't front on solar power, but you, could, but you couldn't. But the solar power was real. 
And the problem and so this is, is the thing. Let's talk about this bad baseball that went on. And the, and the Astros were chief among it offensively and defensively. You have a situation where Jose Altuve, and despite what people may think, I actually am a Jose Altuve fan. I love the fact that he, to me, he represents everything about baseball that's right. The fact that you don't have to be a freak of nature to play the game. There's a space for everybody. And in the fact that it's a combination of skill and athleticism, you can make your mark. You determine your mark. Problem is, Jose Altuve decided he's going to swing at the first pitch of every at bat, a la Corey Seager, for, you know, the, the entire playoffs. Until the last game, which was last night. And, and he now wants it's to a take little every too- pitch. He wants to take strikes all over the place. <laughs> and now it's too late. But then the only person that I saw hitting against the shift at that point would made a conscious effort to hit against the shift was Goriel. But unfortunately, Dusty Baker, for some reason, felt like he felt more comfortable with the batting champion in the seven hole instead of having and moving him up in the latter part of the series. What and the I would hell have to- is going on? And I would have to believe that that came from the analytic department and not Dusty Baker. I hope not. I mean, but these are the things that I'm talking about that analytically hurt the game. Now, I don't know what the if analytics is right. When you get Max Fried in trouble in the first inning, there's a great chance that you actually uh, get across some runs. And what we saw, despite Max Fried helping me win my fantasy league this year, what we saw was that when Max Fried got in trouble throughout the playoffs, he was in a position to be very vulnerable to get knocked out of the game early. Instead, yes. like most great pitchers, you will like most good pitchers. He was vulnerable early and then he settled down. And once he settled down, he dealt on them fools. Strikeouts, curveballs, change-ups, fuzz. I saw some really bad at-bats from Carlos Correa last night. Oh, man. I, I, to me, that would have dropped his stock as far as, you know, in the future. <laughs> Free agency. I mean, I, honestly. Yeah, I, I would. Some, some I, terrible at-bats. And then even this when is he why it's out in the big situation, he could have beat that ball to first base, but he didn't give you a hard 90. He's so busy exactly. being embarrassed that he striked out. He didn't even, that he struck out. He didn't even recognize <laughs> that the ball had got away. You sound like an Astros fan. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a baseball fan. And so with it, watching all of this terrible, these terrible decisions and watching this beautiful game be ruined by computers and kids and geeks, I just, it's really, it's really hard to see. Why in the world is the shift set up and then you pitch against the shift? Well, what's even worse than that is that you pitch against the ship, but then the hitter plays into it and doesn't even use that to his advantage. The Braves so what I'm really into it this time. But they did, though, to a certain degree. They all did. I'm just saying that's what I'm talking about, the out analyticing the game, because even when you come down to the bad baseball, you're talking about the bad sequence to Solaire to, to get them to get the game cracking yesterday. He got his cracking by, by them throwing him 10,000 breaking balls, missing with one fastball, and then not going back to the fastball. There, he was lucky he got many the fastball pre- back. Exactly. The one that he missed right not, down the middle. He was lucky he got that not pitch too, back. Yeah, but there's not too many professional hitters that you can throw the same pitch to over and over. No, Three times is too many. Three times is too him, many, and he did it like eight times. I would say, what was yes. that, an eight-pinch sequence? He got one fastball? Eight, nine-pitch sequence, and he got one fastball that was didn't and hit, then he hit a ball 460 feet. <laughs> And the thing of it is, is that you have to say to yourself, is should I give up the long ball or should I walk him? I mean, you pick your poison. But but what or I'm you saying is just that throw the fastball slightly in a different part of the zone and probably throw it right by him. Yes, because he's sitting there obviously looking for breaking ball. That's how he hit it to Mount Rushmore. Clearly, he's <laughs> I mean, out the stadium. Yeah, 
That was a man. And it, yeah, it was a monster mash. He did not mash. <laughs> it was a graveyard smash. <laughs> yeah. But this, this is the problem, though, because the game has been watered down. I mean, it's very, very difficult to watch them play bad baseball, to be honest. I love the sport, but I'm more of a purist, and I'm watching the degradation of all the sports, all the major sports. It's happening in football. It's happening in basketball, and it's definitely happening in baseball, where the data and the analytics and different forms, you know, for football, it's the n- no defense rules. Nobody can play defense, really. And in and, and basketball, it's the three-pointer. And now in baseball, we're playing with shifts and uh, and them telling the pitchers how to how to how and what to throw. I need my pitching coach or the coach over there living or dying with what they tell me or what we see the batter doing to make the adjustments to make the call the proper pitch sequence. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but you no, can't, here's, you can't. here's the issue, and here's the issue that I have with that. What I issue do you have? The, the the sports have have and are being watered down. There's just no two ways about it. But on the flip side of that, the teams that win championships are consistently the teams that play the game fundamentally sound ways. Then it with the I don't Atlanta believe Braves, that it's sound ways. The so. Braves, the Braves played a closer to purest and fundamental game okay, that old Abner better. the uh, created than the Astros did. Yes. And I would say in baseball more so than any other sport, what we have is, is the fundamentals rule the day. So way more so than any other sport, you can get away with it because you can overcome in football with potentially with strength or with, with size uh, or yes. with maybe a star player that can do this, that, and the Same other thing, thing in, in basketball. basketball. You can't do that in baseball because there's too many no. moving parts. And now with that, what we see and what we saw was the Braves hit against the shift. The Braves had pitchers that came in and actually threw fastballs. I think that I would love to do an analysis in general about the analytics and the throwing of fastballs. One thing that they saw now, for those of you who are listening, who don't understand what we're talking about baseball as a pitcher, you're supposed to work off the fastball. The fastball sets up all the other stuff that bends and twists and pulls and everything that that messes you up because you get especially the harder you throw, the more a person has to be jumpy and prepared for the hard pitch. What we're seeing over the last 10 years is guys that throw harder, but they throw hard less frequently which you can argue leads to more injuries and leads to these mammoth home runs. It also leads to a lot of strikeouts, but guys who can hit know how to make these adjustments. They right. said Max Freed had, in his last few starts, thrown a record low number of fastballs. Last night, he threw a record high number of fastballs, which is and what made him give up the swing when he didn't want to <laughs> give up that softball swing is because if you've been playing like he has for the past five or six years here in America – then you see everybody's go-to pitch is some version of a twisty, bendy off speed pitch. You got a splitter, you got a slider, you got a uh, change up. And, and if you're not working the curveball. On, well, and the way that you're taught to, to play the game is that if I, if I throw you a bunch of off-speed pitches, start you off with off-speed pitches, that means that I'm pitching you backwards. I'm pitching you backwards to set up the fastball. And that usually comes from a soft tosser or a guy that you're facing that you know that can tee off on the, fast, on the hard stuff. So, but these guys live and die with throwing soft stuff, nibbling. I mean, nibble after nibble nibble after nibble. So you end up walking people. And the other piece of that is for for the audience to understand, the margin of error when you throw a a slow, a curveball, a slider, a splitter, a changeup, when you miss 
and throw one of these pitches out of the in the strike zone and miss Dang your it. spot, it's a much greater percentage of getting damaged than you have when you're throwing a fastball and you miss. Yes, ask Garcia because <laughs> he's still trying to find Solar's ball because he Man. threw that dookie. He threw it over and over and over and over. I, you can't even do that in Sunday League. I mean, come he on, actually look good. I, you know, yeah. I think he looked good on three days rest. He made he got tricked into whether he called it or whoever called it tricked him into. I don't think he sequence. called it. He's a kid, and and it ended up costing them that game in particular. And honestly, after that, there was never any threat. The Astros' will was broken. They were pounded into submission. It was very interesting to watch because after that, the only I don't even know if a runner ever got to second base after that. And, and one did. And most maybe of maybe Michael Brantley. I think there was two or three innings where they turned double plays where they got a runner on and immediately they turned a double play. Right. And that's just a lack of focus and not, you know, not going in. And this is why I was talking about George led off with George Springer, because George Springer changes the dynamic of your lineup. So and you, sure you're talking about you're talking about Jose Altuve batting behind George Springer. And George Springer's bringing 30-something bombs to the... We watched George Springer have terrible at-bats in the beginning of the World Series. If you go back and, and pay attention the to the... Playoffs. In the beginning of the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, something clicked for him. He was like, wait a minute. And after that, he was the MVP. And you could he said, not get him out. Yeah, and people can say that they cheated or whatever. You can get him out at Dodger Stadium. You can <laughs> you get him, get him, out, him anyway. out anyway. You can get him out anyway. Yeah. And the guy, and the guy played great defense... And look, how, and look how much it changed their, their, their whole lineup, their whole their whole team, because whoever designed that, I, I, I know that they say that Dusty probably put that lineup together, but I couldn't believe that Dusty Baker would put Gurriel down in the seven or eight hole. I mean, a seven hole. That's just the dude led the league in hitting Gurriel and you have him in the seven hole. I just don't understand that. That means that and we have Bregman that's struggling. It just I mean, doesn't make any sense. He literally led the sense. league in hitting. You need him and, to get as many at bats as possible. Exactly, but we're watching him in the seven hole getting maybe three at bats the whole game. At one point, they even took him out of the game when they were playing against the Braves. Remember, they replaced him with uh, Aledimus Diaz. Yep, because they pinch hit and he was down at the bottom of the lineup, so they did a double switch and switched Guriel out and put Guriel at uh, and let Aledimus Diaz come in and pinch hit for him. Not pinch hit for him, but. Uh, you know, switch the spots with him, which is not acceptable as him being at that point, your premier hitter in your lineup. When you have Carlos Correa that's struggling and you have um, Bregman, the, the, I, last night and Altuve honestly struggled. Saw, he did struggle. I don't even think I saw a Bregman at bat last night. It, he got out so quick every single time. Very, very disappointing. Baseball. I think, I think this is the end of the Astros dynasty because given the fact that they didn't want to pay George Springer, I don't anticipate that they're going to keep many of the guys that they have now. Uh, we'll see what happens when Justin Verlander comes back. We'll see if, when Lance Well, Justin Verlander is a free agent. He's a free agent. Lance McCullers is not. Justin Verlander is a free agent. Yeah, but so Lance McCullers is only going to be on his second or third Tommy John surgery. So he doesn't need Tommy he'll John. come back. Well, whatever it is, it's an arm problem. And he's mm-hmm. had previous arm problems. So we'll, you, all, you never know how that's going to be. You don't pay Charlie Morton. You don't pay George Springer. And e- even some of the bullpen guys that I like that they didn't end up keeping. And now here we go. You get, you get pounded in the World Series. Kudos to the Braves, though. Because the Braves, unlike the Astros, went out at the trade deadline. And they went and did exactly what they needed to do. And, and their, their, their GM needs to get him a ring, definitely. He Even needs, he needs positive the for COVID, <laughs> but he, he needs to get the ring. I guess he don't deserve a ring because he tests positive. <laughs> <laughs> what a jerk. I like that sometimes. Nah, it's not like that. 
Nuggets. I like that. He definitely deserves his ring. They do not yeah, because the he, World Series without He reloaded this. that team, man. He reloaded. Without Jack Pedersen, without Solar, without um without um Ro- uh, Eddie Rosario. Without Adam Duvall. Yeah, and Adam Duvall. He stacked guys, that team. He, they got stacked. And, and, and what's the trip is this speaks to the greatness of Ronald Acuña. It took all of those guys. <laughs> it's, it's a true story. To cover the loss of this one kid that is a monster. And I really hope he that gets back. I'm sure they're doing everything that they can to get him back to full strength with uh, after tearing his ACL. Yeah, they said he'd probably be back around June or July. Yeah, that'll be a full year. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I just saw a lot of situations with, with you know, stealing bags. This is another element that the Braves brought to the game that, that I really appreciated. They were running, man. The only person on the the only person that I saw, honest to God, on the Astros that seemed serious from top to bottom was Maldonado. He had great at bats. He actually did his work behind the plate. He stirred the pot. You could see he was a leader out there. He tried uh-huh. to calm down the pitchers. I don't think he got to call the game. And you know, all of these guys, it's a trip too, because you actually have coaches now that are more or less mascots. More so than coaches. Right. They don't get to yeah, they're a mask. Field. Mask is the key word. <laughs> they're mask. Yeah. I think they're Joe just... Madden is the only guy left that still gets to manage the team. I and I don't know how that. much he gets to manage this. But yeah. they, they rely on him. I mean, the best matchup for the World Series, which the, the, obviously the Astros beat everybody they needed to beat, but would be the Tampa Bay Rays in that situation. Because then if you want to play the analytic game and play uh, bullpen day every day, then that get the game is designed for the Tampa Bay Rays. I like what the Rays are doing in baseball by making adjustments and coming up with bullpen days and things like that. But I also don't believe that that's the way that the game should be played all the time. And and it brings it doesn't work it in brings, a small sample size. No. And it brings down the quality of the game. You know, because guys never get to reach their full potential. You get a guy in trouble, and the first thing you do is snatching. You get him out of the game because it, he can't ever learn how to get out of trouble. No, he didn't find himself some bad job, out. and he in bad trouble, and you got to get him out of there. <laughs> he needs a good job. Out. Yeah, it ain't none as far as they're concerned. It's crazy. Well, congratulations to Atlanta. Very interesting yeah. turn of events to see the All-Star game get snatched from the city for uh, uh, what was deemed a an, an unacceptable racist voting bill to then them celebrating the World Series championship. It's a right. man, life is crazy. You just never know what's going to happen. That's a full and, circle. And, and as I think it's the end of an era for the Astros, it is most certainly the end of, of an era for the San Francisco Giants, because by the time you guys listen to this, you will come to find that Buster Posey, three-time world champion, MVP, all-universe catcher, is going to announce his retirement. And it hurts. I mean, it it does. And I'm I'm no Giants fan, but man, I love how he plays baseball. Man, oh man, yeah. is he a big-time ball player? But honestly, I, I like. I bet you he's. I bet you he's caught. More no hitters than anybody ever. He's probably called no. or caught. He's got to be close. Who I think it? it might be. I, I think it's Yasmani or somebody like that. It's some. Really? Uh, yeah, maybe Yadier Molina. It's somebody like that. Maybe I'll look Yachty. it up though. But it's not Buster Posey. But Buster Posey called you a great game. I, 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 that boy <laughs> called you a great game. 
he's going to call you a great game, boy. And sometimes he calls you a perfect game. Because if you remember yeah. that period where Lincecum came, I think Bumgarner might have got him one. There's a lot of no-hitters that that dude was involved in. But either way it goes, uh, man, salute. Because that man deserves all the respect that you can get in the game of baseball. He played the game the right way. He was clutch. He knew how to win. He was with one team his entire career. He was there in lean years and in dynasty years. And to see him go, you know, man, it's just another one of those things where you look up and it makes you feel old. Wow. I have to, I would have to double check this, but they're saying it's Jason Veritek caught four. Ooh, that makes sense. Jason Carlos Ruiz. Around with, with Pedro Martinez and John Lester. And Carlos Ruiz. They both have and, four. And the one cat. Dang it, what's his name? He used to play for Toronto. I think he got one with them, too, over in Boston. JV. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, call yeah, you man. a nice game. But the thing, but the thing of it is, the thing of it is, that when a guy like Buster Posey decides to hang up his cleats, I mean, I respect that because he doesn't want to go. Do he can see, you can see that his game is declining, which is natural. Yeah. But he wants to go Especially out on a high note. Position. And they have a they have a young kid that's coming up that's supposed to be just like the next Buster Posey. I think his name is Joey Bart. And I'm and sure Buster Posey's worked with him. Exactly. So, you know, we're going to obviously missing, but we're also talking about Buster Posey probably working with the organization to groom this kid. Now, you can't groom heart. So hopefully the kid has heart. Groom heart. Oh, come on, man. man. That needs to be on a T-shirt. Wow. Yeah. All right, folks. Well, this is our special shot just for the World Series. We're coming at you soon to speak about other things. Uh, the all important trade that the Rams pulled off the unfortunate tragedy out in Las Vegas. And we got big fights this weekend. Canelo is cutting loose in the building and we know what he wants to do to everybody, man. <laughs> he already made it known what he do to everybody. <laughs> he made it known. All right. We're going to leave you with a quote you out <laughs> before we you out. We're going to leave you with a quote. And it says so powerful was the light of unity that it can illuminate the whole earth. We're all in this thing together, folks. My name is Omar Miller. I'm your host. Be kind to your fellow man. This is the Ozone. Ozone. I'm just living the dream.